probably saw him on Last Chance U, seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion as well. All in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her, so she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody gonna say shit about JB. I've got a on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back right. Hello, everybody. It is Thirsty Thursday at the Coach JB Show. I'm Sarah Blake, and we have an amazing show for you, just like always. I mean, would you expect any less? So without further ado, let me bring in my favorite person, your favorite person, Coach JB. What up, what up, Sarah? Cheers. We're on Thirsty Thursday. Uh, This is iced coffee, by the way, because I haven't slept in fucking three days. So that's what this is. So, what are you doing with your life? Man, I had to go out and hang out with my buddy Pat Perez last night, live golfer. You know, I got to hang out with him. We didn't really sleep, and we drank quite a bit. And I got home about 4 in the morning, had the 6 a.m. show this morning. Uh, is there some Baileys in that iced coffee? Yeah, it's something in there. I don't know what is in there, but it's short, fat, skinny, and tall, and we drink it all. So, you know, it is what it is. We're grinding, George. We're grinding. I appreciate everybody joining in on this Thirsty Thursday. We only got Sarah for the first 30 minutes of this show. You see she's rocking a Tennessee Vols uh, get up. She's going to give us her SEC picks here in a minute with the great Matt McChesney. Um He's going to join us right now, and we're going to talk all things football. It's Thursday night NFL. We got some college football to discuss, and Matt's going to just—he's going to jump in here right now with us, and we're going to just—we're going to—we're going to run the show with Matt and Sarah, and uh, then Sarah's going to get out of here, and she's got to go on to a Fox uh, show, and then she's got ESPN tomorrow. So we're doing a lot of big things here, man. So make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Appreciate everybody coming in. The more we had 180 people this morning in the show. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Pound the like button. Become a member. This 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 show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V five zero and get you 50 percent off welcome bonus for your first deposit. Thursday night footballs tonight. Steelers Browns. Old school uh, AFC North black and blue shootout. Uh, I don't see it being a shootout. I bet you it's like a fucking 9-3 game. But we're going to see that uh, great quarterback play tonight by these two fucking teams. And uh, 
What could you ask for? Mitchell fucking Trubisky versus fucking Kobe Brissett. Wow, what a fucking headliner. So we're going to get into that, and uh, we're going to talk all things real. So let's get right into it. No further ado, I'm going to uh, bring up the quote of the day, and then I'm going to bring Matt McChesney on, and we're going to get after it. Uh, I'm going to bring in Matt right now. Matt, quote of the day, man. Uh, success is no accident. Success is no accident. Do you believe in that quote of the day? You're damn straight, baby. Every battle is one before it's ever fought. It's one of my favorites. So, I mean, there's a reason. Look, I, I always tell everybody there's a reason I'm up at 4 a.m. every day. And it ain't no lie. Uh, it's because at 6 a.m. in New York, they're hustling. And ain't nobody getting the jump on me. So you better get out of motherfucking bed. <laughs> I love you were just talking about you went out last night and again, like got down and had a good time. Right. And then you went to work. Right. That's the way this works. Like this, this soft ass generation. Now they don't know nothing about being able to go out all night and like get down and have a good time and go home, get a couple hours of fucking shut, shut, wake up and go to fucking work, baby. It's hey, hey, Matt, I, I was up at six. I told him I got here at four thirty. I said, you know, people saw my post. I'm hanging out with Pat Perez last night, some live golfers, some other hanging out. That's my boy, though. So I'm not putting out a lot of videos or nothing. We were just fucking around. And everybody's like, damn, coach, when did you get home? I go, I got home at four. And, I, and he's like, yeah, damn, I'm on at six. Yeah, work hard, fucking play hard, bro. That's what, what it is. You don't play harder. Yeah, fuck sleep, Sarah. I don't need no sleep. We'll, no, I'll sleep when I die. No, the, the generation now is real laissez-faire. Everybody likes to lay down, chill. I, I, I'll i lay down when I get cancer when I'm like 80, bro. Right, when we're dead. Down, I'm fucking hustling. Hell yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's go time. Take the ego, e, e out of ego, and it fucking spells go. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got uh, we got a lot on the on the plate, Sarah. Uh, I think we're gonna get your SEC pick video in. I hope they're getting that uploaded. We got a we got a team of guys now. We got guys for the YouTube yes. side. We got guys for the social media. We got guys doing video clips, putting it out on social Army. media. I was on Matt's show yesterday, so make sure you guys follow Matt's show. He has a podcast as well. Uh, we'll drop it on the bottom down here. I was on it yesterday. Uh, he has a production team as well, so it's a good job. He does a good job on that. Um, Most importantly, we beat the ban. You beat the what? We beat the, the ban. We were banned. We beat oh. the ban. Oh, yeah. Clap it up. <laughs> Hey, one day ban. You should see the email. That's when you know, Matt, you know somebody. Because the email I got is like, I've never seen that from YouTube and either will anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got you got to make a phone call at that point. Like uh, two years ago, my entire like all my profiles got erased, and all I just called my agent and I was like, "Yo, help!" And he was like, "I got you," and back, that shit was back up. So but, uh, it's it's nice to know somebody when your nuts are in the ringer. That's for damn sure. And look, anybody who acts like this isn't a, the the social media part's a massive part of the business. Like that's how the my social media pages are like my website, dog. If you fuck with that, you know, and I, I always am like a conspiracy theorist, so I think like somebody did me wrong. Which motherfucker tried to run around? <laughs> and now, and these days, with how soft everybody is, you could say like, you know, I think today's a really nice day. And somebody will write an email and be like, that dude said today was nice, and he doesn't get to tell me what I feel like. Ban him. So exactly. Uh, I'm surprised you got back in one day, dog. That's some hustle shit right there. Man, we got it back up. And I got my IG back yesterday. All in the same day. I got my IG Damn, back. I got YouTube. It's like, shit. <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, um, 
Let me get into something real quick. I got Sarah here for about 25 minutes. She's got to get to Fox Sports. She's out here for the Tennessee game out in Tennessee. So she's got a lot of things going on. Um, I'm fucking pumped. I I got a show. Shit is dope. I want to show this Kyler Murray video. Um, I'm waiting to see if it's downloaded so we can see it together. Is this game in Tennessee the biggest game in Tennessee in the last decade? This is a fucking make or break game. Well, is it the Especially biggest this year. Like, since, yeah, this is the when? biggest it's, since it's big. forever. This is big, big. Like, I mean, if Josh Heupel huge. can do what he's doing there the way he is under restriction, I mean, he's going to – I hope, just knowing college football, unfortunately, I hope that he stays there. I hope he stays there and builds, bro. I really do because he's special. All right, I got a little he video. He really is. I got a video for you guys. I want to get your perspective real quick before we get Sarah. We got Sarah's SEC picks. We're going to go to knock those out with Matt on the show. Here is a video. We got some new technology. We're fucking getting advanced here, Matt. So we got a video that I can pause and let play. Uh, our main man, Steve Mack, we, he actually made it in slow-mo. This, oh, cowardly, pause, this cowardly pussy is bitching about <laughs> getting hit in the face by a guy who was actually just trying to touch his afro, in my opinion. Um, what? T- take a look at this and tell me what you think. Um, tell me what you think of this cowardly fucking puss. First of all, you're in Raider Stadium, Matt. You're what the happened? fucking most hostile. Right there. Right what, there. Who? He gets hit Which in the guy? face. You'll that see dude, it. The dude in the red? No, that white hand. See this white hand right there? Oh, the white. The, yeah, he's just trying to dap him up on the shoulder. He's just pumped, bro. Yeah, dude. He's, like, all he's doing is like, hey, everybody's excited. Good job, Kyler. I touched Kyler Murray. Oh! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's watch. Now watch Kyler. Oh, he's big and bad. He's big Shut and bad now. Up. What is Kyler doing? Why is he getting all pissed off? Because he's a pussy. But he's no, not pissed no, off at the guy that was Kyler, grabbing you're famous, him. Dog. Like, it, you're, you're an inspiration to people and shit, Kyler. You're a really big-time player. This is some childish shit, bro. This, this is immaturity at its finest. This kid is not – no one's being malicious towards you. This is a 50-year-old fanboy who probably mm-hmm. is that guy at, at training camp who's like – Elbowing little kids and shit, get out of the way to sign his ball. Like, Kyler, sign my ball. And he's 56 yeah. or some shit. And that's cool. That's cool, bro. I, I fucking thank God for those fans. They pay the bills, they keep the lights on. Kyler, bro, it's the heat of the moment. No one's trying to fucking hit you or anything. No one's being disrespectful. No one's being mean to you, Kyler. It's okay. This kid has got some fucking cuckoo issues, bro. <laughs> he thinks he's really special. Like, yes, you're, you're really good. You're. I know that. And I, I know that you have some developmental stuff that you need to do on the field. But he also has. And and look, as a man, I can say this. At forty years old, I've done so much work on myself in between the ears that I wish I would have done when I was a player. That I thought that. I don't know if the resources weren't available, if I just didn't think about things a certain way. But until you figure out yourself mentally and what what your what clicks you, what makes you freak out, how to control yourself in stressful situations, which and, and that is there's nothing more stressful than that. Um, he's going to continue to have these little moments of 
freak out. And freak outs tell me that he's emotionally immature. And that's probably not a very good thing to be emotionally immature and be the head of a, you know, major organization like the Arizona Cardinals. Now, can he improve from this and learn? Of course he can. This isn't this isn't something that's like he's not doing anything that's malicious. The guy obviously didn't do anything that's not this malicious. Kyler should just be like, look, find the fan, invite him to an event, sign the jersey for him, hug him up. I know you were excited. I was excited. The heat of the moment. Ha ha ha. We're all fucking friends. But he'll probably file a lawsuit. Uh, hey, Here's that- the deal. Kyler Murray, first of all, it seems like in this video he's too big for his britches. He just got roasted by Coach JB nationally. So the dude needs to chill out. Okay, no one's trying to hurt you, bro. I know. Hey, let me We're tell just, let me I got a different take on this thing. I've seen Pat McAfee, I've seen everybody come out and talk about him and all this stuff. There's my take on it. I wish the Raiders fans would have fucked him up legitimately. <laughs> Because God. why are you in their fucking away visiting crowd and you know it's Raider Nation? And, and that's the thing. Like, he obviously doesn't know shit about the history of the Raiders. But if he was in Oakland, bro, I when I played, they were in Oakland. That cesspool, that yes. cesspool of just a shithole of a stadium. Yes. But they loved it. They, it was it was their it was their shithole, right? They love that place. <laughs> and dog, there used to be instances where we'd sit in the locker room and the veterans would be like, "Yo, watch out for batteries." And you'd be like, "What?" And they'd be like, "No, they throw batteries at you. Like, the this is not a like, hey, good job to the opponent type atmosphere. This is a double barrel fuck you, like." Welcome to Oakland, bitch. Just like Chappelle batteries, said, you know like so, in kids' toys, batteries. Oh yeah, bro! Like that shit's no, expensive. No, we're talking like batteries. For <laughs> no, like triple A, double A, D batteries. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, double A batteries and shit. I swear to God, people in the NFL know that shit. It's happened all over the place. You'll just be standing there, and someone will ricochet off your helmet and shit. So, like the old Oakland, Oakland Alameda Coliseum used to be fucking gangsters paradise, dog. That place kicked ass. You wanted to go there and play. But if Kyler would have pulled this shit in Oakland, they would have. He would have ran up there, and somebody from the fucking third row would have been like, yup, and snuck his ass, and he'd be asleep on the field, looking like Cat Williams and shit, and fucking Friday after next, running away from the guys in the dark in the black hole. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, I got Matt, I got Matt on the show with me. Sarah's got to go soon. I want to get to Sarah's picks, but before I do that, I got some real talk shit to talk about to Matt and Sarah before they get out of here. I got a few things, and me and Matt will take the show after Sarah leaves for a few minutes, as long as I have Matt. We're gonna. I want to show some few things real quick because in Boston we have a problem, Houston. So in Boston we have a major fucking problem, Houston. And the head coach, by the way, um, has has committed a little bit of adultery, it seems. And <gasps> apparently he has he fucking. He's been found fucking a wow. staffer. Okay, nobody knows I who. Know nobody knows why. But I've seen a lot of tweets about this, Sarah. And this one right here, I think me and Matt would enjoy. Take a look at this tweet. Can't even cap, bro. Cheating on Nia Long is absolutely ludicrous. As a player, I wouldn't listen to nothing he says to me ever again. (laughs) Yo, he's married to Nia Long? Dude, yes. One of the baddest ever. He's dumb as fuck. I put out a tweet earlier like, Boston's coach got... 
suspended for dating. I didn't know that he was. I assumed he was single. I don't know the no! man. Like, no. if you're gonna put like, I was like, holy shit, he's getting suspended for like a consensual relationship. That's what I thought was going on, and I'm naive to this. I'm sorry, but I don't run his fan page, so I didn't know he was fucking married to Neil Long. I'm assuming that if this is up on national, like. I, I, I don't know if TV. they're married. I think they're engaged. I can't believe it. I think they're engaged. Okay, but come what? on. He's My cheating on Neil Long, dog? Like, I'm, I'm a So nice he's suspended kid, for this? That's, yes, he's so, suspended for the year. Why? But then again, why is he being suspended for something that's morally wrong? Not I don't know. know. I said it this, this morning on my show. This is personal life. This has nothing to do with his professional life. I know. Unpopular opinion. But if he wants to cheat on his wife, yes, he's a shitbag and everything like that. But that has nothing to do with his profession. Yeah, why is he getting suspended for something that's moral? This is outrageous. The world we live in is outrageous. Look, man. Separate the the two. The ultra left is like, it's getting ridiculous. It's already been ridiculous, but this is ridiculous. It's like, too much. Everybody that sits in their tower, like, and, and they've, they've got their moral authority compass. I bet you if you dug deep in their past, you probably find some shit. Mm-hmm. That's why they're pointing, trying to, like, yes. highlight everybody else's faults all the time because they're probably pretty faulty. So I'm just saying that's, it, it, this is ridiculous. I, Number one, both parties. Dog, you're cheating on Neil Long? What the fuck is wrong with you, homie? Number two, why is he being suspended for something that's morally, yeah, it's, that's not cool. You shouldn't cheat on your spouse. Like, but there's a reason there's a 60% divorce rate in the country. I mean, let's be fucking real. I'm, I'm a divorce. I'm, I'm, a, 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 I'm a man that's divorced. It wasn't because of that reason, but I do understand divorcing. If you're going to cheat, though, like the one thing I would say to him, man to man, one thing my father always said to me was use a sword. Not a kiss. The coward kisses, the man uses a sword. If you're unhappy in your relationship, be a fucking man. Own up to it. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you he's got kids. So don't yeah. don't put them in the crosshairs too and make it about them. And use the sword. And just Game of Thrones style, you know, cut, lop off the head and move on with your life and let her go do her. And you go do you. And then you can go fuck up your life and sleep with the intern all you want. Absolutely. Instead of me along. What? I, I, what? I don't know. And hey, this is my thing. What? I don't get this, though. It has to be more to this. There's no fucking way if I'm just fucking the secretary that I'm going to get suspended for the year. It has to be upper brass. I mean, come on, though. Find find some pictures of Nia Long for all the millennials that don't know what she looks like. This is blowing my mind, though. Like, all of these things. This is crazy. And then on top of that, okay, so the whole Khloe Kardashian thing, I don't know if anybody saw this, like, you know, TMZ story about, oh, feel so sorry for her. I'm sorry, but I don't feel sorry for you. You are making the decision to date an athlete. That that comes with the territory. I'm sorry. Uh, we Tristan all Thompson know all how yeah, athletes are. Well, Who cares? Well, hold, hold on. Time out. I'm an athlete. Not all, not all, all of athletes. Them. That's bullshit. Not That's all of them. Stigma. That's it is another bullshit. stigma. Not all athletes are cheaters. Just like not every not every Instagram model or whatever online is a whore. That's all. Bullshit. That's correct. Yes. Okay, no, I totally so understand that. But what I'm saying is that with her, she knew how Tristan is. She knew how he was. So this guy, it, it, I mean, do you not know how these these guys are before you get into this relationship? You can't well, just automatically destroy his career. What what if well hold hold on time. There's two sides to this. 
What if she's gone into, you know, woman land where she's not giving it up anymore to her husband and slammed the door and he sleeps downstairs and he's right. trying to be a nice guy and all of a sudden there's a baddie in the reception room that's nice to him. Like, we can't just assume that it's all his fault. That, it's not all bullshit. his fault. Like, there, there's a lot of women out right. there in the world that, that are also complicit in these kind of actions as well. So, yes, cheating is wrong on both sides. Uh, I wish that more people would just do it with a sword than a kiss, but that's not the way the world works. But people but don't I get married for the that, same reasons. Well, media and, like, propaganda, if you want to call it such, glorifies this kind of shit, too. I mean, the, the fucking Bachelorette is, an, is important enough to be on for 30 fucking years, and <laughs> every woman that I know loves that shit, and I look at it, and I'm like, this is the dumbest, most ridiculous bullshit I've ever watched in my life. There's no like, there's no real people on that. It's like it's a bunch of good-looking robots. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, before Sarah gets out of here, uh, we had a whole bunch of college football to discuss. She's got to get out of here. She had some last-minute things. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna give Sarah's picks. Let her give her SEC picks of the week and her as her normal Thirsty Thursday segment. And me and me and uh, Matt will sit back and enjoy the this video. No offense, uh, Sarah's husband. Take a look. Here we go. All right, y'all. It's week four. You already know the deal. Last week we missed one game. Miami couldn't pull it off, which surprisingly, I guess Texas A&M had enough gas in them. But it's week four. It's time for my game day picks. I'm still here in beautiful Tennessee. Go Vols. Okay, y'all. Georgia murders Kent State, Auburn over Mizzou, Mississippi State beats Bowling Green, Ole Miss over Tulsa, the Kentucky Copycats over Northern Illinois, Arkansas over A&M, let's go Sam Pittman, I'm counting on you, Bama over Vandy, LSU beats New Mexico, South Carolina beats Charlotte, but I definitely think it will be a close game. Last but not least, the game of the week, the biggest game of the century, Josh Heupel's make or break game, Florida and Tennessee, and I am going to take Tennessee. Let's go balls. Oh, shucky, shucky. Clap it up. Sarah Picks. It's funny, Matt. Everybody thinks the SEC so good. I've seen her tail about eight picks <laughs> over fucking New Mexico, fucking Akron, fucking Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Who are playing here, Bowling SEC. Did you guys just, see Georgia's schedule for 2023? Well, I, I'm. They played two ranked teams. It's embarrassing. Some of these like really elite teams and their schedules. Like, come on, dog. Like. Give me a break. If Alabama had to play real road games like every preseason, they wouldn't be in the playoff every year. Their schedule's fucking bullshit, and they load it and play eight home games. Yeah, they're really good. No one's disrespecting you. Uh, everybody in Alabama who just had a heart attack. I'm just simply <laughs> saying that if you played real away games, it, it would be more difficult to do what you want to do. That's all I'm saying. Like Michigan's schedule. I know they're not in the SEC yet. But they're, they're, they played CSU, Hawaii, and UConn. I mean, come on, dog. Like, as a player, I would look at that like, this is some weak bullshit. I want to play the best. Hey, before Sarah gets out of here, uh, 
Tennessee jumps out to a ten and a half favorite point favorite this weekend um, against Florida. That's a lot. That's a lot of points to me. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can, even at home and all that. I, I get think it. Tennessee wins, um, but that's this game is going to be close as hell. Yeah, this is a big time game, man. I, I don't know. They jumped to number Florida's eleven in the just, poll. Look, I know. I know Billy Napier personally. He's a great coach, and I he's going to have his guys ready to play, even if his quarterback can't throw the fucking ball <laughs> feet on, on target. He'll figure out a way to run him and like make sure that they're competitive. This is not going to be a blowout. If you're a betting man, I the, the ten and a half for Florida, I'd take that all day. That's a huge number. Yeah, I have my final score 31-17. Ooh, I mean I don't see that. Florida's I, I defense, just Florida's defense their defense is good. Now. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that, that they have it with if I, we can prevent Anthony Richardson from running the ball and we keep put putting and we put him in the pocket, I just don't think that they can win. You know, I think the SEC East might be better than the West this year. And it's the first time in a long time you can say that. Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Georgia. Like they're Tennessee, Tennessee's good. Kentucky, watch out for Kentucky, dog. Kentucky finds a way to beat Georgia. Kentucky can win the East. They're fucking real. We'll see. I know. Look at he's married to her, and that's like what you're, you're going to Neil do. Long, dog, and you're going to the secretary, and you got that at home. Nope, 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 nope. But why do men cheat? Oh. What, what do they say? What did Steve Harvey say? They don't ever cheat up; they cheat down. It's hard to cheat up. Well, yeah, it's hard, and the secretary's in the other room. I, I mean availability too for him i'm sure so yeah no doubt i don't know nia's probably uh, but the- he shouldn't be getting suspended just for no that's his personal life when it's consensual he didn't walk out there and fucking caveman clubber right like, like secretary with me now uh, that's not what happened and they're he, saying he that might, it is strictly no she brought on the the situation and yeah. so, time out. This is more important than the adam levine thing where he's trying to name his babies after his mistresses <laughs> is that real that's fucking real like that's why i'm so confused here we're mad at, at, at this but we're not mad at this other whack job who is the voice in paw patrol and then naming his mistresses after you know naming his kids after his mistresses i think everybody what should stop backwards world do we live in personal shit like yes one thing i've always been taught in my life is whatever happens at my house it's at my motherfucking house dog right and my house, and what I'm talking about is under my roof is like my personal life. I'm not just talking about in the in the confines of my house and backyard. My personal life is my personal life. Who the fuck are you to tell me what I can and can't do? I don't. And I try not to put my my personal shit out there on social mm-hmm. media, right? But I, this this guy's personal life is being exposed, and he's going to lose how much money and opportunity, and he's going to have to explain for the rest of his life why he got suspended for a consensual relationship, he's already going to have to get divorced. And he's now he's in the line to lose half of his shit. Like my, like the great Bill Burr says, and it's moving every day. So Nia Long is going to take him for everything he's got anyway. And now he's got to sit for a year on top of it, man. That's fucked up. This that's some bullshit right there. Hey, before we get uh, Sarah out of here, let me ask, let me ask both of you before we get out of here. We're in SEC country. Sarah's headed to Tennessee, Florida, big game this weekend. Tennessee has uh, 
hasn't won that series too often, so we're going to get a central. How will expanding the college football playoff affect the balance of college football? I got to ask that to both of you. I, I have seen some people hate on the move after week one with Georgia beating the fucking breaks off Oregon, and and now we want to expand to 12 teams uh, when there is really that there's a lot of disparity, in my opinion, between 2 and 15 in the country, uh, I believe it will be heavily benefit the balance of the sport. If you are a five-star player, in my opinion, like Matt deals with every day, I could probably guess the schools you're considering. Um, but since the implementation of the college football playoff in 14, only four schools have made more than two appearances, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. And there are six teams to make it twice adding Georgia and Notre Dame. So I I believe along with the NIL, the expansion of this fucking college football playoff deal will make, I think it'll make things much more balanced 10 years down the line. But in the future, how many teams on average will make the college football playoff from the SEC, Sarah? I like this. No, I I think this is a great move. Hmm. Matt? I I, I love it as well. I, I, the more, the better. I get to bet mm-hmm. on it, number one. I love college football, number two. But I, I think that there's, especially with college kids, right, I think there's more opportunity for upsets. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see a 12-seed knock off a one. And I'd love to see a – I'd love to see that, you know, that that six seven matchup right there in the like middle. Like in March Madness almost. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think this is a great move. It, and the reason that all those teams – consistently make the playoff is because only four teams make the playoff and the yes those same four are going to make it and you're going to get you're going to get some two loss teams in there too that deserve to be in there mm-hmm. the more the better and yes you're going to get more of the upper level higher ranked teams winning but every now and then one of those upsets is going to pop and it's going to legitimize why they're doing it in the first place so i think 12 is perfect i don't think they need to go higher than that the rest of the teams can go play in bowl games. I'd love to see the first round of this to be at home stadiums. So 12 goes to one, you know, 11 goes to two, fucking 10 goes to three, and then the second round is on site wherever you go. But can you imagine the fucking hype of like a uh, a 6-7 matchup between, you know, two teams that, fucking never play each other on campus both are 11 wins like that shit would be so fire no doubt no doubt i think that's what they're talking about doing um i haven't heard but i'm curious to see how that ends up but we'll see i'm not a huge proponent of this deal but before you get out of here sarah i gotta get your take you gotta go here and i got you and matt uh for a few minutes i gotta ask this question brett Favre has a debacle going on in mississippi the poorest state in the union He's basically robbed them blind, apparently, on two occasions. The first one was swept under the rug. This one is now slept under the rug. Uh, why isn't Brett Favre's deal being discussed more on ESPN and the big mainframe uh, mainstream media? I haven't seen it. I'm curious. But I have a game I want to play with you and Matt real quick, and we're going to get Sarah out of here. Uh, Brett Favre versus Michael Vick. Here we oh go. Oh my God, and I know, right? Why hasn't this been a discussion? I'm a dog lover. Listen, I, I think, you know, we grew when you, I'm a part of a product of my environment. And in my environment, we used to fight dogs. We used to fight root, cocks and dogs. I mean, that's what it was. It was a big thing in the hood. I don't condone it. I don't think it was 
good. I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't fighting him, but that's what we grew up in. Um, Mike Vick did it. I think he owned up to it. I don't think we need to make him a lifelong criminal for it. But what Favre did is taking money from the poorest state in the union, fucking over a lot of kids, humans, and it hasn't been discussed. So I got these. I'm going to shoot these names to you and just discuss the names you think are relevant to the situation. I got Brett Favre versus Mike Vick. I got Brett Favre versus Kaepernick. I got Brett Favre versus Jameis Winston. I got Brett Favre versus Cam Newton, still in the laptop. I got Brett Favre versus Aaron <laughs> Rodgers for not taking the shot. I think him getting not taking the shot has been in the news more than this. And now I got Brett Favre versus Alvin Kamara, who hit a guy. And then I got Brett Favre versus Emi Adoka, the new coach, the coach that just fucked the secretary. Why is all this so big and Brett Favre is gone under the radar? Because he's everybody loves Brett Favre. He's like a favorite in the media, maybe. I don't know. Oh, and he sends your favorite girl dick pics. And he sends dick pics. Oh, yeah, didn't he? He sent dick pics, didn't he? Yes, he did. 100%. Um, And he he wasn't fired. No, they. I think they gave him a contract <laughs> extension. Honestly, uh, <laughs> well, hey, would have been good. Like, what you said last week, Coach. It's he's a rich white guy in Mississippi. He's yeah. going to get away with that shit. No doubt. It's that's sorry, what I Mississippi, said. but I don't see anybody fucking lining up to move to Oxford unless they want to coach at Ole Miss. Other than that, you're only in Mississippi because you were born in broke ass, whack ass Mississippi. So. I'm I'm sympathetic to the guys that were fucked over and the families and the welfare system and everything, but I, well, what I mean, about he'll probably pay a fine and move on with his life. Brett Favre, Urban Meyer, Brett Favre, Ray Lewis. Urban Is that Meyer's a comparison? A Urban Meyer's right up there. He's bad. Yeah, that but guy. what about Ray Lewis? What about who? Ray Lewis. What about Ray Lewis? Didn't he cap some people? No, he, they say he killed somebody. They say he stabbed somebody. <laughs> After the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. But is that, is that comparable? <laughs> no. I mean, look, yes and no. I mean, they're two superstar athletes that are in trouble. Um, you know, Ray was found <laughs> not guilty. And you know, whatever he did or did not do, I wasn't in the alley, thank God. Uh, but <laughs> this this entire situation with Brett Favre is it's a stain, definitely. I mean, and he's not the most spotless guy anyway. So I, I hate to see shit like this, bro. It's just right. he probably didn't need to do it. He just did it because he could. You know, the opportunity to go fuck yourself up, and he dove head first into that shit. So it's too bad. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate because now you know. That becomes the last thing you remember from Brett Favre. Yeah, man. So just dick pics and fucking scandal rather than four hundred interceptions. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Sarah, I know you gotta go. I appreciate you. We'll be rooting for yes. your balls. Um, some of us will, some of us won't. Rock I don't top. know. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll be seeing you. I know you're gonna rock the Coach AB gear all over the set of all these different things and <laughs> and get get Tennessee going. So yes, I'm glad we're back. Um, if you get time tomorrow, let me know. We'll make it happen. We got Brandon Lang on tomorrow. We have Sean King on tomorrow. NFL former NFL quarterback. We're gonna break down some things, and uh, uh, we will see you tomorrow or next Monday uh, on Menace Monday. So 
All righty. Have a good weekend. Tweet it out. I will. Bye, guys. Later. Later. Um, how long I got you for, Matt? I got to leave at 2. All right. So 20 minutes. All right. We'll go 15 minutes. Let me get a couple things in here with you real quick. Uh, I want to talk to you about some real shit because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Everyone's so fucking scared to talk about it. Um, I, I want to show some things to the audience here. Here's a tweet from LeBron James. I'm going to put some relevance to this thing. Read through the Sarver stories a few times. I got to be honest, our league definitely got this wrong. I don't, I don't need to explain why. Y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in the league for that kind of behavior. I love this league and I deeply respect our leadership, but this isn't right. There is no place for misogynistic, sexism, racism in any workplace. Don't matter if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up to the example of our values and this ain't it. In tweet. All right. Then we have this. Celtics, Emi Adoko in violation of team's code of conduct. Okay. Here's my point to everybody in here. And I want everyone to be hear me real clear. Because I love it when LeBron James comes out when it is convenient for LeBron James to make a tweet. And it always seems to be a black and white issue with LeBron James. I don't mind LeBron James. I think he's a good basketball player. He's never really been in trouble off the court. But he does some shit to me that is like real offensive to a guy from the hood who tries to help young black men out on a daily basis. I've never seen LeBron James come out and tell young black people to stop robbing their own stores, killing their own people, and I've yet to see LeBron James come out and be that advocate. Why is now the time that he makes a tweet about getting rid of an owner, and if he's racist and misogynistic, so be it. He should be fired, just like Donald Sterling with the Clippers. My point is this. Why the fuck you're not talking about your black sister, Nia Long, being fucking cheated on, and why aren't you tweeting about this motherfucker cheating and run, a, a head coach of a fucking major sports team, the Boston Celtics? I just want to see it kept real, Matt. I want you to fucking keep it 100 and keep the tweets the same regardless of the color or the fucking situation. That is why we lack in the country right now our, our, our big-headed mainstream people with these platforms only tweet when they're convenient they don't tweet the real i don't know if you have a take on it but i prefer lebron to be more like mike in this situation michael jordan was almost criticized to a point for not having an opinion about political issues and not getting involved with certain things and he donated to either side back in the day like he did behind closed doors he didn't make it known he's he was all about you know playing basketball and he, one of his famous quotes is you know republicans buy jordans too and it got him in super hot water right so he just completely shut down and stopped talking about everything and i look the reason i say i prefer lebron to not maybe get involved with every single situation is because it, He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If he defends something, half people are going to hate him. If he if he goes after someone that he thinks is wrong, half the people are going to come after him on the other side. And he's he's right. This guy should lose a franchise and he should be gone. He's a scumbag. Um, that said, you know, LeBron is 
a major figurehead in the NBA, and he's a guy that a lot of people look at for leadership. And I, I global, I, I would say that, global figurehead. Oh yeah, man. I mean, LeBron might be the most famous athlete in history at this point with social media and everything that that it allows. So he's getting his point across, and he's he's right. There's no doubt about that. Um, it, but if he's going to be that guy and he's going to be the advocate, he should do it for every situation that needs to be, you know, advocated for. And he, because he has such a big presence, uh, he, he could really make significant change if he wanted. Uh, and you, you saw this tweet came out and now the guy's selling the team. And I'm not saying they go hand in hand, but it definitely doesn't hurt the cause when LeBron says this guy shouldn't have a team. If you want him gone, I mean, having LeBron on the other side of the coin is pretty formidable. So um, he's he's right, and you know, hopefully Phoenix can move on and find somebody that can can you know hold that title with a little bit more esteem. Yeah, I hear you. I it's a uh, it's too it's unfortunate. I I got this thing that's in the news. Uh, Utah University of Utah, the Utes, who who everyone thought was going to beat Florida and come out the Pac-12 and all this. Takes a slight turn, and we face a couple real issues here. This sounds like the whitest shit ever, and Utah oh might be God, the whitest state ever. Take a look at this right here, if nobody knows. Utah student has been arrested for the crime of threatening to detonate a nuclear reactor if the Utes lose the football <laughs> game Saturday. We have hit an all-time low in American history, fellas. We hit a football it game, low. dog. <laughs> what in the fuck is that? I mean, unless he works at the nuclear plant, I wouldn't take him too seriously. I don't know what's more ridiculous, the statement or the fact that he was arrested for it. I mean, that's the kind of thing like people should just be like, hey, stupid, crazy guy, sit down and shut up. But he posted it, so posting it makes it like, Something that could happen. If you actually think that this stupid fucking Utah can actually go blow up a nuclear reactor, you're dumber than he is. So <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've said, like, man, they should bomb Folsom. Colorado's terrible today. I didn't get fucking arrested for it yet. I mean, I might get arrested now because I just said bomb Folsom. But shit, UCLA's going to bomb them enough on Saturday. Maybe you should go arrest Chip Kelly. <laughs> Let's get into some college games before you get out of here. We got Colorado-UCLA this week. Uh, you know, I know we, we talked on your show yesterday. I wanted to bring up two things that we talked about on your show. Um, first of all, Herm Edwards leaving Arizona State. I hung out with Pat Perez last night. He's an Arizona State alum, uh, knows all those people there very well. He's another guy that would love to push me to be the next head coach at another place, Arizona State, right? That'd be awesome. He, uh, he said that uh, he heard some things, too, about how he was fired and such by his boy, like we, we talked about. We showed that video, yeah. uh, how he got fired basically on the, on the, on the field, which we both Dirty. think is shit. You played for Herm. Uh, Dirty. You know, we, we think it's a shitty deal just as far as protocol, just as far as professionalism, class, just being an organization that's trying to attract a new bro. head coach, and you want to do your old coach this way. That is something. So dirty. Yeah, I would look into that, Matt, if I was you, right? Like me and you are going Fuck into this yeah. place. If we had an interview, I'm asking that question. Hey, man, is Why, this how you fire like, Are you going to coach me and embarrass me in front of the whole country like yeah. you just did? A football coach like fucking Herman. 
Yeah, uh, Matt might have got a call. Yeah, I, I'm the same way as Matt. Like, if, if I'm interviewing for that job and I'm taking that interview, I'm going to ask, just like I'm sure Matt, when he comes, oh, yeah, Matt, yes. Matt, I'm going to say, hey, is this how you fire your, your, your employees? Because I'm curious to see why this is and why it was. Why would I come work for you if this is how you're going to do me? No doubt, no doubt. And I, I and, and getting into uh, getting into this college weekend, uh, Pac-12 wise, we know Pac-12 nationally on the on the scale is looked at a little less than everywhere else. We know, we get it. Um, I don't know, man. They they got some pretty good teams at the top this year. Washington is real. Yeah, they fucked up Michigan State. USC can play. Oregon, I think they're a lot better than they were week one, regardless of what happened week one. Washington or USC, if both those teams are undefeated, I don't know if they play during the season, but if they're undefeated with they play in the Pac-12 title game, that team's getting in. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Uh, I, I, I know I said it as joking uh, a couple weeks ago, but USC always has a slip up when they're good against the Oregon State for some reason. Oh yeah, they hate going to Corvallis. Bro. Oh fuck, it's unbelievable, and they go to Corvallis and yeah. Oregon State. A uh, good friend of mine is a head coach, Jonathan Smith. Good dude. Glendora High School right here in SoCal. Uh, he's doing a good job with that team. They got a really, really good tight end crew. Uh, he uses the tight ends well. I'm curious to see. Uh, Oregon State has a good D-line. SC is giving up like four and a half sacks a game. Um, they have not played a stellar schedule to date. So that, scare, that, that, that game kind of worries me. I want to see SC continue to explode through teams. If they do... Then I'll say, okay, they're favored by six points. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious. I want to get your take on, since I have you later in the week, Oklahoma, K-State. K-State coming off a tough loss versus Tulane. My good friend Willie Fritz uh, upset K-State. I thought K-State was on, a, uh, on, a, on, a, on an incline this year. Uh, I think Oklahoma, knowing that is always a game that they slip up in, I think K-State's going to come and give Oklahoma all they want this week. Um and A&M Arkansas is a very intriguing matchup to me. A&M Arkansas, Arkansas 3-0, number 10 in the country. They were down 17 to an FCS program last week. What is your take on that game? And can Arkansas go 4-0, or does Jimbo get back and go 3-1 and and uh, get back on the national scale of things? I don't know. Um, those right, are just so some games. Starting with USC, the Corvallis trip for USC is always tough. They always struggle when they go up there. If they do win, it's close. Very rarely do they go up there and beat the bricks off the Beavers. Coach Smith, who is a Beaver, he played there. He's got that place rolling. Um, they they recruit the shit out of the room at 6-0. Uh, they're, they're outstanding offensive linemen. Uh, the, the left tackle, Gray, is a, really, it's a tone setter for them. Um, I like their quarterback. I like their skill room. And they're playing hard. Jalen Moore, a kid who played safety for them back in the day, is a Denver product. Uh, is on that staff, and he raves about just how professional they are. This could be the game that trips up USC. And that, that six points, you know, that that's a pretty big home underdog number to motivate an, an Oregon State team. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Oregon State wins this game outright. Um, and it is a really close one because, if you remember correctly, Oregon State went to the Coliseum last year and beat the bricks off of, off of USC. So... That, that could easily happen up in Corvallis. And I know one thing. I know Coach Smith is expecting to win this game. He's not hoping to win. He's not He's not enamored by Caleb Williams. So we'll see what happens there. But don't be surprised at all if Oregon State wins. Number two, the, the second game was who? 
A&M Arkansas. A&M Arkansas. A&M Arkansas is a great game. Um, two Southwest Conference foes from back in the day. Arkansas, Pittman has got them rolling. He, I love, I love Pittman so much because he's honest. He's like, look, I went out and spent a ton of money on my staff, and they're the reason we're winning. And it's not just all about me. And he's always deferring, uh, deferring the 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 fame and the the light that that comes with winning, which makes guys want to play for you and coach for you even more because they know that it's not just about the head coach getting by. So, you know, that's kind of the the opposite over at Texas A and M where. Jimbo is the program and he is the coach and everything runs through runs through him. Um and it should he's a bona fide badass coach, but he does have every year one or two slip-ups where you're like, man, if they could just figure out a way to win these games, they'd win a national title, you know? Uh he had an elite player in Jameis Winston when he won a, a national title at Florida State. He hasn't had that quarterback since anywhere he's gone. Uh, and they look extremely pedestrian on 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 offense a lot because of it. Um, the starting left tackle for Texas A and M is one of my guys from six zero Trey Zoom. He actually wears number sixty for A and M. So I, I'm going to fanboy that a little bit and think A and M can can get that W. But look, Arkansas is no pushover. Regardless of what happened last week, they're going to have they're going to be ready to play. They were probably looking forward to the game anyway, and they and that contributed to Missouri State jumping on him. Good point. But uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M in this game uh, just just to, to see what I can see. Arkansas could easily win, though. All right, we got two more I wanted to talk about before we get into the Colorado, your alma mater, and UCLA. We talked about yesterday. Uh, I know you'll be at that game. Florida, Tennessee, uh, lovely Sarah Blake's headed to that game and doing a lot of uh, PR for that game. She's a Tennessee fan, obviously. They're number 11, 3-0. Haven't beat Florida very successfully in the 17 years. Uh, they've won five times. Um, can they make it number six, or does Florida just have that over them? And some teams you just can't get by, man. Some teams you just uh, have that stigma. I think Tennessee beats them. Heupel's, yeah. Heupel's got Tennessee rolling. It's going to come down to quarterback play. Which quarterback gives the gives the ball to the other team less? Um, Tennessee playing at home. That place is fucking nuts, as everyone knows. It's straight up vertical, one hundred ten thousand packed. Uh, crazy ass Tennessee fans yelling at you the whole time and singing Rocky Top. So, I I think Tennessee believes that they can go compete with Georgia and Kentucky this year in the East. They're right to think they can compete with Kentucky. They are wrong to think they can compete with Georgia. You can't. Georgia's going to win the national title unless something happens uh, that I, I'm you know naive to. Their defense is ridiculous. They're better than they were last year. So I, this is a good game. But at the end of the year, I think Florida's going to have eight. You know, they're going to be an eight and five type football team. They'll have four or five losses, uh, and Tennessee will be one of them. So Hypo. He's got to he's he's gonna have to make a decision. Does he want to wade through restriction and bullshit with this much pedigree behind him, or does he want to go somewhere with no restriction and handcuffs? Because he didn't create the problem at Tennessee, so I could see him leaving and going somewhere else that is more conducive towards growing rather than wading through three or four years of restriction and trying to build in the SEC with handcuffs on when everybody else. Is out there spending two hundred eighty thousand fucking dollars on Arch Manning. So, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's a, this is a big game for that situation alone. If he can figure out a way to beat his rivals and they finish with 10, 11 wins, Hypo might be kicking rocks down in Rocky Top. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, another intriguing matchup. Two of them. 
Clemson, Wake Forest, both 3-0. Clemson's number five, have not looked great. We know uh, struggling versus average and mediocre below average Do you team. like that quarterback? DJ, I coached DJ. I grew up with his parents, uh, his dad and his brother. Um, his brother was my DC for years, his dad's brother. Um, he's struggling, man, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Is it a release thing? Is it mental? <sighs> I think it's mental, he's, man. He's because got all the traits. He clearly came in after when when Trevor Lawrence got hurt that rookie, his freshman year. He came through for four fifty against Notre Dame. He had At another Notre Dame, yeah. Like he has it, he has it, but does he have the it factor? I don't know. That's what we're seeing right now. And Clemson offensively, Zach Smith buries Dabo on my show. He buries Dabo because he played against Dabo many different times when he was at Ohio State and at Florida. So he sees it more closely than we would. He knows people that know him very well. He doesn't. He thinks he's a fraud. Uh, he oh, says, I don't know about that. "He's a hell of a coach." I mean, he says the offense is 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 very very. And and I get what he says on some of the things he's done doing with DJ to kind of straps him. But at the same time, I really like the fucking Wake Forest quarterbacks. Let me say plural. Their backup quarterbacks as good as I've seen in anyone in the country. Their starter, who came back week two, has been lights out. And they almost lost to Liberty last week. That's how well Hugh Freeze has that team coached up. But I got Wake Forest. Clemson favored by seven. I think Wake Forest is going to uh, beat Clemson on this one and show us that Wake Forest might be the team to beat in that division. Is it in Death Valley or at Wake? Um, It is at Wake in Winston-Salem. All right. So Winston-Salem and their seven-point home dogs, and they won the division last year before losing to Pitt. They're going to be ready to play. They play sideline to sideline on defense. They're going to limit DJ because he, he he is struggling making second-level and third-level decisions. If the first read's there, the ball's great, and it's there, and everything's copacetic. It's when you get in the, oh, my God, I have to think and play at the same time. That's when he seems to be getting in trouble. Although the the athletic ability and the ability to throw the football are not questioned. That kid is God-gifted like very few. Um, but I also think that that's one of the reasons Wake Forest and and what, the quarterback for Wake Forest is Sam Hartman, right? Yes. Something like that. And he is a fucking stud. Yes. And he, he's, he could easily be a first-round pick. Yes. He's a really good player. So he's going to want to match or even outplay DJ. I think Wake Forest outright wins this game, too, at home and puts themselves on a path to maybe represent their division again in, in the AFCC title game. So, you know, that that's going to be a fucking massive game. Think, think about this. All the teams in North Carolina, Wake, UNC, State, NC State, and Duke are all undefeated and App State's in North Carolina. And their only loss is seven overtimes to North Carolina. Yeah. The fucking college football in North Carolina is fucking exploding right now, dog. Holy shit. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, hopefully South Carolina can figure it out because they're absolute fucking dog shit. Yeah, um, they did I'll, suck. I want to get into this game because this is intriguing. Before we talk to your alma mater. South Carolina get... got mad as fuck at you, huh? Don't make fun of Beamer, bro. They're going to get mad at you. Be oh, careful. Yeah, I know. No doubt. <laughs> they're they're down thirty five and this guy's on the sideline like fuck you I'm like holy shit man I'm the shit <laughs> we scored uh, Maryland Michigan Loxley Tua's little brother they got Michigan in the big house seventeen point dogs over under sixty four and a half 
Can Maryland fucking stay close, or is this an absolute blowout, and is Michigan that team? Just be quick, because I want to get to Colorado-UCLA, because you get out of here, and I want to talk about your AD and his letter. Michigan is going to fucking roll Maryland, and they're not even going to do anything crazy to do it. They're going to line up between the tackles and just assault them. And when Maryland walks the safety up and tries to play big boy ball, they're going to go over the top because they're better on the corners than than Maryland is. So Maryland's going to play hard. They That head coach in that program is not going to fold. But there's just some games where you don't match up well. And this is one of those games. Although Maryland is a good team and they've acclimated to the Big Ten better than I thought they would, uh, this is not a good matchup for them. Go Blue is going to roll. I think so too. Last one, Folsom Stadium is going to be rocking or will it is the question because their ADs wrote a letter basically stating, pleading for help and assistance and student body help and aid and come to the game. Keep supporting even though Carl Durrell is an absolute uh, mockery at this point. But is it really Carl Durrell as a coach and Matt being a coach and player is it fair to Carl Durrell being strapped like they are, losing 20 transfers, not getting portal kids, uh, not having money? Yeah, I think it's fair to criticize. I Look, if they were losing close and playing hard, I would be praising Carl for keeping the team together and Agree. being a great head coach. Agree. But they are being embarrassed on national TV. They're all three of their non-conference games. So the three com- the three non-conference games where you're on national TV and the rest of the season you're on the Pac-12 network, what you're showing the rest of the country is TCU absolutely annihilating them on opening night in Florida it, it, on Friday night on ESPN, Air Force putting 500 yards rushing on them and beating them 41 to 10 on national TV on CBS, and last week it was 49 to nothing in the third quarter at Minnesota, and as a proud alum of that place that I played in three Big 12 title games, we won the conference when I was there. The majority of the roster either played in the NFL or has their pension, myself included. It's it's gotten to the point where your the mockery is is the logo, and the logo is starting to take. It's starting like I understand that the shine's gone for the public, but the shine's starting to be erased for the alum and for the people that support and the fans. And the look, I know Rick George personally; he's a great man, but this is a bad situation that's untenable. Carl Durrell, he's a, he's a good man. He is not the right coach for this job. I mean, my position coach is Chris Wilson. He's the defensive coordinator there. And I, I feel bad for him at this point. Like, and he would be mad at me if he heard that, and he probably will get mad about it because he doesn't want sympathy. But this situation has gotten so bad, I don't know how to fix it other than just go back to work. And the fact that he hasn't been relieved of his duties yet tells me that the people in charge in Boulder are not really serious about change. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for someone to get fired and, but he, it, the change needs to happen at the same time. And you see how like reluctant I am to really go for the jugular here. It's because I know that there's major sensitivity up in Boulder. And if I go too hard at them, rather than looking at the problem, they're going to look at me and be like, Oh, your opinion is the problem, and I look at the 0-3 start and the worst point differential since 1890. 1890, when the program started, the first year of existence. That's what the point differential. It was better in 1890 than it is in 2022. But my words might hurt someone's feelings. So, therefore, I have to watch what I say. 
And that, that in turn is the entire problem, in my opinion. So the look, Colorado has a pride, a proud tradition of being kind of the guys that push the envelope. And coach Barnett used to always say, I'm not really recruiting. I'm reforming. I'm not trying to go find the nicest kid in Denver to come play for me. I'm trying to find the kid that's right there on the edge, like me and so many others that I have to bring in and turn into a man and develop into a pro and keep in Denver. That there's, there's about 20 kids in my facility in six zero football Academy in Denver. Check it out on all the platforms. We do college football recruiting. We place people all over the country, as you know, Coach. There are at least 20 kids in the room right now that all should be in Boulder, and they're recruiting like one or two of them. And I, I'm sending 20 of them up on Saturday, and I'll, I'm going alone to evaluate how it looks. How are they talking to them? What are they doing with them? Are they just standing on the sideline and looking at the bleachers? Are they actively recruiting these kids, or are they actively just standing there and saying, welcome to the game? You know, we're going to play UCLA high five because I think you can turn that place into a powerhouse if you have the right blood behind it. But the, the problem is if you say mean things in Boulder, people get offended really easily and they'd rather lose than be offended. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, you got to get out of here. Last take Brown Steelers in Cleveland. Two horrible quarterbacks, in my opinion. Not oh, very good on the terrible. edge. Run game. Cleveland dominates the run game. They have a great O-line, two big, two double-headed sword there with Hunt and uh, and, uh, and, and Chubb. Chubber. Yep. Uh, how do you see this game going? Apparently, I just got wind. There's literally, there's 30-mile-an-hour wins that's apparently going to happen tonight. I'm take taking the under. I'm so taking both defenses sure. in the run game. And I, I look, I think Kenny Pickett needs to play and needs to play tomorrow. I don't know why Tomlin is waiting to like, don't wait too long or you might spawn an opportunity to get into the playoffs. So, you know, Pittsburgh made the seven seed last year because of the Raider charger game, but they also made the playoffs with Roethlisberger who couldn't throw the fucking ball five feet. Kenny Pickett's got a live arm. He's a Pittsburgh kid. He played at Pitt. He won an ACC title there. Put him in the game and see what you got, bro. And put him in, in the harshest climate and 30 mile an hour wins against your rival on Thursday night with no prep, and let's see what we got. This is a great opportunity to test your young signal caller. Good, bad, or indifferent. You know what Mitch Trubisky's going to do, dog. He's going to hold the ball. If his first read's not open, he's going to run. He's going to throw a pick or two. He's going to fumble. He's going to fuck up. He's going to miss a check, and they're going to lose because of it. So this game is going to be 13-10 to 10 or 9-3 to 3 or fucking 12-6 to 6 or something stupid. I would not anticipate a whole lot of, like, explosive plays they're in Cleveland, right? Yep. Yeah, so that place is the mistake by the lake for a reason. So Turdville, that I mean, it, that place sucks. So by the way, they uh, have an elf now. They have an elf in the fifty yard. Yeah. Room. Why? Are, why the fuck is Cleveland's uh, mascot an elf, dog? Well, apparently that's the original mascot. So why? I, that was the original mascot back in the day. They brought it back to try to PR this whole Deshaun Watson micro penis fucking assault thing. <laughs> And so that's what I think they're doing. I think that's what they're doing. I think it's a PR stunt. Hey, that's what I think, dog. I don't know. Uh, hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. Go get yes, the kid, and uh, we'll chop it up. And uh, we got to get together soon. Like I said, I'll get you some information tomorrow about that game that we'll announce later that we're going to be coaching in. And uh, we'll make that, a, we'll make that an announcement at one point. Woo! All right, Coach, keep it up, homeboy. Later, brother.
Um, shout out to my main man, Matt McChesney. Uh, always dropping the gems on the show. Always bringing that knowledge. I was on his show the other day. He does a great job, too. Um, so, uh, appreciate him coming on in and joining the show, like always. Uh, I'm going to go through some college things, too, here and give you some picks. But tomorrow, we got Brandon Lane coming on to discuss all things NFL uh, and college football, his picks of the week, his no-miss hits, and I'm going to also give you my picks of the week. And uh, <clears throat> KU Duke scares me a lot more than it does KU West Virginia, by the way. At KU, KU sold out. Uh, great fucking duck job. I, I'm glad that KU gets to see this um, and, and, and has the, the opportunity to have a sold-out arena. Lance Leopold, good friend of mine, that's what I say. Uh, I've told people, I told you guys he's going to turn this thing. And that's what he's doing. And he's doing it. And, you know, very, very interesting um, to say the least. So, <clears throat> um, I want to talk about the best quarterbacks in the SEC in my perspective. All right. As far as translating to the NFL. What? As far as translating to the NFL. I'm going to get into college picks tomorrow along with the NFL picks as far as my all my picks. We'll do it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it today. I just wanted to talk about a few things. But in my opinion, I think Bryce Young is the most NFL-ready quarterback. Okay? I believe Will Levis uh, has a great arm. Um, he does have a uh, high interception-to-pass ratio. It's pretty low. Um, he's kind of at the bottom of the conference. Um he threw a pick every 27 pass attempts. And then you got Hendon Hooker. Not quite having the arm Levis has, um, but he's only thrown two picks since taking this fucking reins over in Tennessee. And we'll see against a defense that flies around in Florida this week. Bryce Young, to me, has been coached the best by Sark in a safe and organized, structured environment. Um, I think he's going to be the most NFL-ready, just as You've seen with Mac Jones, just as you've seen with Tua, even though I don't believe they're going to be long in this business, but I do believe they have the most success, right? Florida, this kid Richardson's an athletically freak, freaky gifted kid, but he's not good. He doesn't play quarterback good, okay? He's not a good quarterback, okay? Uh, K.J. Jefferson, the kid at Arkansas, kind of flying under the radar, Kind of flying under the radar. I don't know if he's and translates to the NFL. And I'm be honest, I don't see a lot of NFL talent at the quarterback position for a guy that can translate and win and be good for a lot of years. I don't see it in the SEC. Bryce Young is probably the only one that I see doing it. Uh I'm not sold on the Hooker kid. I'm not sold on the Jefferson kid. I'm not sold on Levy, Levis, whatever his name is. Um, I want to see Levis because I like Levis. I like Levis. Uh, I like how he is. It looks like he's a dog. I think he's a dog. I think he's a shit talker. I think he's got some moxie. I think he's got some nuts and guts. Um, so I do like the kid. Um, he actually... Uh, Came in on my TikTok when we were talking on my TikTok about him getting hit in the face that first game. Um, so, 
Eddie Manyweather, he don't listen. He don't know what we're talking about. I said SEC. He wants to bring in Deion Sanders' son, homie. Like, dog, you you absolutely kill me with your fucking takes. You know that, right? You get you kill me with your takes, dog. Hey, dog, name me the, all the white quarterbacks out there and tell me how good they are. Give me the top five white quarterbacks in NCAA. Go. Ready, Eddie? Go. Go. Motherfucker, all you bring up is brothers, homie. Let's keep it out of the race car, dog. Let's keep it real. They're not fucking good, homie. Sanders is not good. Why can't you be real instead of being like you're fucking, we're against the world, homie. We're not against you, Eddie. We're not against the black quarterback, Eddie. Uh, Let's keep it real, Eddie. I'm not against the black quarterback, homie. That's all I've ever coached my whole fucking life. I'm from Compton, homie. Don't get it twisted. Stop bringing in this bullshit with me. He ain't fucking good. Now, either keep it 100 in my show and talk about all things or fucking stop coming in the show. Dak Prescott is fucking shitty, homie. It ain't about black and white. The motherfucker's not very good. Let's just keep it real. So quit bringing in the black and white thing. It ain't about fucking color. It ain't about fucking race. And... Let's talk real shit. The motherfuckers aren't that good. These motherfuckers aren't good. If you think Deion Sanders' son is a good quarterback, you're fucking blind, homie. So, stop. You're not fucking making a good fucking effort at defending your boy. He ain't fucking good. So, goddamn, homie. Every single time Eddie talks, it's either the Cowboys or Deion Sanders' son. Holy fuck, homie. Hey, Nebula, you chill out, motherfucker. You're in my show last time I checked, and you ain't a member, bitch. So become a member and get the fuck on. So anyway, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think Will Levis has a lot of upside and nuts and guts. But is he as talented as K.J. Jefferson? Probably not. Is he as talented as the kid at Florida, Richardson? Probably not. Is he better and ready for the NFL? Yes. I think he is. So, that is where I'm at in the SEC. Bryce Young, though. Black quarterback, Eddie, by the way. Bryce Young's black, homie. He's the best. He's the best quarterback in the SEC. You you didn't know that? Did you know that? Oh, okay. I'm just throwing it out there, homie. Let's make sure we're clear. Um... So, Bryce Young, I think, is the most NFL-ready quarterback to go to the league right now. And I am all in on what he's going to do. I want to see him play a Georgia defense, which is an NFL-ready defense, in my opinion. Um, And we're going to see how they do. The trolls are out full go, so we're blocking motherfuckers left and right here. Um... Tennessee, 10.5-point favorite this week versus Florida. That is a shocker to me. I don't think it's going to be that high of a game. I don't think it's gonna, they're going to pull away that big. I don't think they can. I don't think they will. I don't think they can. Um, so I'm not going for that. Brian Harson, Auburn head coach. Auburn head coach on the hot seat. Um, he survived uh, in the spring. He's got no quarterback. He's an 8-8 eight and eight record. Got blown out by Penn State at home. Currently has the 54th recruiting class in the nation. How do you have the number 54 recruiting class in the nation 
at Auburn. At Auburn. It ain't, it ain't fucking feasible. It don't make sense. You can fart on the phone call to the recruit and get the best fucking five-star kid and compete with Alabama and Georgia in your own state. You should be able to do a Dan Orlovsky and fart on the fucking microphone and get a kid to Auburn. You don't have to do a lot. How the fuck is Auburn not getting any fucking kids? Like, it don't make sense. You know why? Because they don't like Harson. Harson's a shitbird, and kids see through him. Period. That's what it is. Harson is a fucking piece of shit, and kids know it and see through it, and that's why, Auburn... By the way, Auburn, your administration is a fucking joke. So far, you guys fired Gus Malzahn, who actually wanted to be there, actually did a great job there, beat Alabama, did a lot of good things at Auburn, Put out a lot of good players at Auburn. Had great talent at Auburn. You fucking paid him $22 million to leave. You paid Hars- you paid uh, Mazan $22 million to leave. And now he goes to Central Florida. You hire Harson, And now you're going to pay him however fucking much money you owe him to leave once again. But you are the PhD holding people that can't get out of your own fucking way and hire a fucking coach who wants to be at Auburn, who wants to be at Nebraska, who wants to be at Colorado, who wants to be at UCLA, who wants to be at Miami, who wants to be at Florida State, who wants to be at Penn State. Like, you're hiring coaches that need to be at these schools. Not that want to be. You guys don't get the difference. There's a guy that wants to be at a school, and there's a guy that needs to be at a school. Urban Meyer, please take his name out of your mouth when it comes to Nebraska. He ain't going to Nebraska, number one. Number two, if he did go to Nebraska, it's because he needs to go to Nebraska for one year, and then he'll go right back to an Ohio State type of program. He has to just clean his name up for a year because he grabbed the bitch's ass in the club. Okay? Let's just be real. So, he don't want to be in Nebraska. But see, your fan base in all these different areas, all these schools I just mentioned, the aforementioned schools, your fan base is delusional. I'm sorry to all your fan bases. You're delusional thinking that you're still the same program you once were. You're not the same program you once were. And you're not going to get that coach that wants to be there no more unless you go for the low. Go for the low. Go get you a hungry motherfucker that wants to be at your program and thanks you for hiring him. Like, thanks you. Like, there's a lot of great young guys out there that want to do it and will take a cut to do it. And then you prove their worth. He proves his worth to you. And you pay his staff. And then if he does good in two years, you pay the man. But he's proven his worth. He wants to be there. You're hiring dudes that need to be there at all these schools. And then you're fucking paying them to leave. You're paying them to leave. Like, how fucking ignorant is that? And you got PhDs, Mr. Presidents, Mr. ADs. PhDs. Ooh, man. It blows my fucking mind. It blows my mind. Um... 
I don't understand that shit, dog. I really don't get it. I don't. I don't understand it. Um, a lot of things going on. NFL speaking, we got this game on tonight. Thursday night football. We got Thursday night football, and it is a matchup that includes two quarterbacks trying to find themselves, Brissett and Trubisky. You got uh, overhyped Amari Cooper, in my opinion, who has 12 catches on the season, who should have 20 catches on the season. He's got one touchdown. Um, the Browns, Peoples Jones needs to get involved in the offense, and Brissett needs to get him the rock. Tight end is average. Their run game is incredible. O line is legit as it gets. Their run game's legitimate. Double headed sword with Hunt and Chubb lead the league in rushing, I believe, as a tandem. I believe they, with the new with the with the new weather that I got, that there's going to be thirty to thirty five mile an hour wind gusts there in Cleveland on the over the fucking elf's head. I'm going to take. Pittsburgh to win a nutty gutty game, even though it's in Cleveland in the wind. I think that Najee Harris is going to get up and down vertical north and south. I believe Pittsburgh is going to play great defense after a loss to to uh, New England. Tomlin does not lose often after losses, and that's what I think is going to happen tonight. I'm sticking to my guns. I think the Steelers will cover the four and a half. And I think they'll win outright. So I'm taking the Steelers in Cleveland in a black and blue blood fest in the AFC black and blue conference we once called it. Uh, I would say take the under as well. But you never know, man. This Nick Chubb can break through the line of scrimmage and go for 80. And they can run for 330 yards like they did last year and like they did the year in the playoffs when they beat the shit out of the Steelers. They can run for 400 fucking yards and blow this game open. Or... If it is a blowout, by the way, the blowout will occur as Cleveland blows out Pittsburgh. Now, having said that, Pittsburgh, I don't believe, can blow out anybody. I don't believe they can blow out Alabama. I don't believe they're very good on offense. They're very, very strapped on offense. They're not. The scheme is stale. It's stagnant. Matt Canada is just, it looks exactly like Ben Roethlisberger's offense. It's not very good. Um and I don't believe that that offense is sustainable for a long season. I think I kind of do agree with Matt. They're talking about get Pickett in there. I don't agree with Pickett being the guy. I don't think Pickett's the guy. I don't think Pickett is a guy that's going to last in the NFL. Um, but Trubisky's not it either. He is a winner, though. I will remind you, he is the Jimmy G of the AFC North. He can win you games at a high rate. Trubisky took a Bears team to the playoffs twice. A Bears team took to the playoffs twice, okay? Just so we're clear. So I wanted to throw that out there. So make sure you understand that. Um, So we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. Steve Mack wants to make make some. Steve Mack in the house. What up, Steve? Yo, 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 yo. So, so JB, you you know me. I know you. Cool. Uh, appreciate you bringing me up, sir. Um, 
listen. Uh, so you, I, I personally think you're you're spot on. So I think I want to know what the chat thinks. Should we have a list of best translated quarterbacks from college football to the NFL, and we'll have JB's list. So what does JB think about X, Y, Z, and how that translates to the next level, right? That that was my question. We, we, you and I talk, so there's, there's, there's many levels we can get to here, right? But let's keep track of it. Let's keep track of the stats, right? Because for every, every Carson Palmer, there's a Carson Wentz. Yes, indeed, there is. Yeah, man, I don't know. They call that alliteration or some shit. Yeah, there's know. you could do that, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm sticking to my guns. I think the NFL quarterback. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. But listen, listen. When motherfuckers is right, they're right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, yo, JB, I, I I don't think you're wrong. I I've watched long enough, right? And we talk in different different situations now. So the chat has been sort of like responding to what you're saying but listen you want to do you want to do those things let's do them let's mm-hmm. do them let's yeah. do let's do top 10 QBs in college football today that translate to the NFL forget what they do on the field against uh you know let's say navy academy right like forget that forget that because, yeah, he put up 606 TDs, but what did he do against a real defense? Yeah, that's a lot of stats. If we can pull up the stats, I want to do it. But, shit, we'll see. I'm down. Um, I'm down you to try it. Stats, dude. That's a fucked up comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. Let me get out of here. Uh, uh, that's my main man, Steve Mack. He's, he's the guy, man behind the scenes. Uh, he actually does know football, and uh, it's good to get some st- – I don't know. I don't know. People think he's uh, smoking weed in the back. He might be smoking weed. He's, he's managing all your fucking chats. Uh, so stop being a slap dick. Um, I don't know. We're, this is what he's talking about for all you fucks in the chat. He wants to do a relativeness as far as what quarterbacks are projected to do well and what quarterbacks actually do well. So that is what he's talking about, and that is what, uh, yeah, 10 may be too many, TJ. I don't know. All I want to break down is um, NFL quarterbacks at an all-time low, and that's all my point is. My point is to show to everybody how shitty overall, in totality, the NFL has become at the quarterback position. It's not the best. It's not great. I don't care if you think it's more athletic than ever. It is more athletic than ever. That doesn't mean they're good quarterbacks. That doesn't mean it translates to being good quarterbacks. And if you look at the history of this thing, the guys that throw from the pocket win the most games. And they definitely win the fucking Super Bowl. So stop with the bullshit. Let's keep it real. And understand that is what the deal is. So... Um, I'm just telling you. Uh, this morning I talked about a few things. I wanted to get into uh, this Tom Brady take for all my afternoon goers. I'm not going to talk about exactly the same shit I talked about this morning. But I do want to bring up this fact that we got Tom Brady 
um, basically going into his 20-whatever, third year or whatever, right? Half of you guys weren't even fucking born in the chat. And I talked about this morning a little bit, and who's going to replace Tom Brady when he finally gives it up? Who is going to replace Tom Brady when he finally gives it up? And people are all over the place. Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. Who is it going to be? So I don't know who it's going to be. I think the game has changed to say that. First of all, number one, I don't think there's any quarterback in the league that's going to be with one team for over 10 years, number one. So right there and then, you have a fundamental issue as far as who can sustain and win multiple Super Bowls with one franchise. It it ain't going to happen now with free agency in the market, okay, first of all. Number two, please understand, I don't know if you can really get the big pitcher on a guy like Trevor Lawrence or a guy like uh, Herbert or a guy like Burrow or a guy like Davis Mills or, 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 or Daniel Jones because Zach Wilson, they're bad organizations. They're in bad organizations. They are in shitty organizations. You'll never see that quarterback do well in that shitty organization. And the bottom line is, Trey Lance will bounce back off these nuts. Trey Lance ain't fucking bouncing back. What is he going to bounce back from? He ain't played in four years, homie. He's fucking FCS quarterback. What is he bouncing back from? He ain't bouncing back. Get the hell out of here. Um, anyway, we're on this Thirsty Thursday. We had a lot lined in for you, man. We, we've been working our ass off to get back going. Uh, so we wanted to just get back uh, this week because of the whole ban. They tried to ban us. We got that activated and lifted due to some great friends in high places. So we appreciate that because they found out we didn't do anything wrong, and it's bullshit. So we got that done. Uh, shout out to uh, Steve Mack, who you just all met, and Christian in the back. Our other Christians doing the video cuts. We got a team now that we're here ready to blow this thing up. So we appreciate all you guys in the chat. Hitting the like button. Make sure you just hit the like button for us right now on three, two, one, bam. Hit the like fucking button. And then we got we got a lot of things going. So we've been working to get that going. Then Sarah got called in to go do a Fox Sports segment. And then she's going to go do ESPN tomorrow. We will have Sean King on tomorrow. We will have Brandon Lang on tomorrow to discuss all things betting. And uh, Sean King, we're going to get into it about Kyler Murray. We're going to get into the the whole fucking video that went viral that I broke down that he missed on. We're going to bring that up. We're going to show it. We're going to get an NFL quarterback's uh, perspective. And we're going to take that and we're going to get after it. Me and him have already talked and we're cool and all that. But we disagree on what happened with Kyler Murray in that fucking particular play that has gone all over the world. And... That is what it is. So I'm glad we're going to have Sean King on. And uh, we got a couple other guests on. And we're going to talk all real things. We're going to give our picks for the college world and the NFL tomorrow. I will give mine. Brandon Lang will give his. And we're going to get into all those things. So, um, you know, this is going to be a little shorter short. I'm going to put on the after hours and the after party. So if you guys want to give a shout out and give a call in. If you guys are members, you can call and we'll put the link in the chat. I'm going to end the audio side for today. Get ready for this Thursday night football game. I got to do a coach's clinic. James Ross, I appreciate you. I got to do a speech for a high school football team that is playing another. They're undefeated in Texas. I'm going to do a uh, 
coach's clinic with that staff here shortly, so I got to go get ready for that. But we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna end the audio side on Spotify, Apple, my iMusic, all those things, um, and we're gonna stay on the after hours on the after party right here on YouTube. So you can call in, and uh, I'll put the link in the chat, and you guys can call in, and we can discuss a few things. Um, we can discuss a few things, by the way. Um, you see the, the text in the chat, join the squad, because the live broadcast is ending soon, and we are going to go all members only. I'm telling you guys, make sure you understand, we're going members only after next week. So it'll be members only live, and then everybody else will see it later on when we air it later in the day. So make sure you're a member, $1.99, the best $1.99 you could buy. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com, um, get you some merch, and head on over to BetOnline.ag, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, and CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. James Ross, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everybody. You guys can call in if you're a member. Um, we can chop it up. The, the, the chat is in there, and so we will chop it up. We'll give you a call. And uh, we're going to end the show here on the audio side. Everybody stay tuned on YouTube. We'll be back in a minute uh, as soon as right after these kind words. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. for the wake-up call. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JV Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.